Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We back. The podcast is back. Guys, welcome back. Hi. Who are you? I'm Tommy. I'm Jess. And I'm Matt. It's been like three weeks, hasn't it, Tommy? It three has. weeks. Exactly three weeks. Three weeks. It feels longer though. It feels longer since we've been in this glorious uh, I missed it. cupboard. We've missed yeah. the sweat box. We are going to move, hopefully, from this cupboard eventually. No, uh, it's all a lie. This is a transition uh, phase. You yeah, know, this this is our office. This how long it. do you think we can get away with? Whoa, making nice. noise. Um, how long do you think we can get away with saying it's a transitional phase before people stop believing us? Three to six months before yeah. bankrupt yeah. comments coming. Okay. You know, and this is our office. Uh, it's not. I promise. Uh, <laughs> this video is actually sponsored by Yas Marina Circuit, so thank you to them. They're giving away two 2018 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix tickets. Nice. Three-day grandstand tickets, including Thursday public pit lane walk, concerts, etc. What does etc. mean? What do you reckon etc. means? Just do everything they, they, else everything. that a Grand Prix, everything. apart from maybe... Driving. Yeah. Don't think we can get you in the car quite, Sorry. but right. you know they're being pretty know. generous with everything else. So. They're Tor- generous. Toro Rosso generous might be feeling generous. Yeah. there's a drive going maybe yeah. <laughs> so all you have to do to, to actually win these these two Grand Prix tickets is comment below with your hashtag yas moment so <laughs> what we mean by yas moment is your favourite moment of the race right exactly yes yeah. and also like the video you mean yas so if we don't I mean we will find yas you. yeah I'm not doing that I'm just going to go yas <laughs> that's about as much sass as I fancy giving uh, this morning <laughs> but yeah so just uh, comment your favourite moment or your hashtag yas moment <laughs> God, that kills me every time. To uh, <laughs> put in your comments, and, and then and then that's cool. Um, I want I want to hear your yas moments. So let's let's just let's just go in. Hashtag yas moment. What's yours, Jess? Definitely the Force India's sandwiching Vettel and Hamilton. That was like yeah. I shouldn't have asked you first because that was the only yas moment I think in the entire race. Well, I stole nice, it. So nice. that's my yas moment. Because yeah, I mean, what what a moment. I think those guys just had such a stellar weekend and. It was really exciting to watch them get right up in the mix. Um, obviously, it didn't last very long. but So close. Ocon nearly got there. Oh, that my God. Awesome. When I saw Ocon move to the inside, I was like, no way. It, I knew it was going to end in an absolute catastrophe if he did go yeah. for it. But uh, I wanted him to kind of do it. You know, yeah. Just, just, just to be in the lead for at least a second. Uh, what about you, Tommy? What was your, uh, mine would definitely be the enthralling battle between Hartley and Marcus Ericsson. <laughs> <laughs> The two greatest drivers in Formula One. We put it on our Twitter. The battle we wanted was Hamilton versus Vettel, and we got Hartley and uh, Marcus Ericsson. You can't have it all. No, no. But fair play to them. That was an entertaining battle of of the medium giants. The medium giants. Don't even know what I'm chatting on about today. Yeah, neither of those are applicable, probably. Well, no, they're kind of you know mutually exclusive. You can't be medium and a giant. Good. Okay. Uh, keep drinking that coffee, this Jess. This podcast uh, is going well. Uh, my hashtag yes moment was, uh, okay, I know, I thought of one. Uh, Bottas going around the outside of, was it Hartley? Was it, it was Hartley. Hartley. It was um, Hartley again. Through O'Rouge up round the outside of Radion. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a, a pretty pretty awesome little move from him. I know it was, it's on a slower car, but like to go around the outside of anyone up that hill is 
ridiculous. So basically cool. what we can ascertain from this is that three out... Of, no, I can't do math today. Two out of three of our moments included Hartley. So and surely Ali's he's... Not even here. Ali's, he's yeah. He must be driver of the day. Okay, let's not... Let's so not, we can finish the podcast now. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I know we've covered pretty much the entire Belgian Grand Prix <laughs> in the first five minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we've had our yes moments. Let's, let's go into three word race reviews as we always do. Um, Tommy? Mine is... Uh, You've uh, done it quite well, actually, because mine you. is no more DRS. What do you mean I've done it well? Well, you've led in quite nicely because of the Bottas Thanks. move. I was thinking that's awesome that he took him there, whereas every other Bottas move and every other move was a very easy kind of DRS motorway overtake. Motorway overtake? Yeah, just a bit dull. However, and you did... I'd like to see them get rid of it for Spa. You Just DRS completely? Just for Spa. Just get rid not of DRS? No, not, not completely. just Spa. Are you mad? DRS, get rid of DRS for Spa, yeah. Completely? 100%. For Spa? Yeah. Okay. It does, it's not needed. Well, technically, actually, uh, you told me this three-word issue before we went live, and uh, no more DRS. Is that technically five words? Because DRS is Drag Reduction System, and that's an acronym. I don't know. Let's not get... Two words in an acronym review. <laughs> <laughs> What's your two words in an acronym review? <laughs> two words in an acronym? Yeah. I don't know. It has to be that. Um... <laughs> I, now I can't think of anything. But <laughs> <laughs> you've completely thrown me off. Every <laughs> single podcast. Oh my god. Oh no, I don't know. Um, I is. think so. My one was um, great four laps because that's pretty much the only thing that. Did it last for four laps? What the action? Yeah. Pretty much before. I guess the safety car. Yeah. It was the safety car restart. Was was kind of the last moment of excitement, and then it was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna. Watch the race mm. pr- procession go yeah. on. So no thanks to DRS. Just saying. Okay, cool. Uh, my three-word race review. <laughs> um, good. Uh, Hulkenberg break, please. <laughs> because Charlotte Clerk was taken out. Yeah. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, yeah. Hulkenberg. I don't know what he was doing there. He just had, must have had a lapse of concentration. Like, yeah. What else could that possibly have gone wrong? Because I mean, he himself didn't say there was anything wrong with the car mm-hmm. or anything like that. So. You know, to do that at turn one at Spa, of all the races where you can't outbreak yourself, especially when you're in the midfield pack, it was it was a ridiculous, ridiculous accident to have. And as a Formula One driver, you know, where does Grosjean's race ban, you know, I know, I don't think Hulkenberg should have been banned. That's no. not going to be the no. title, but it was it was a hell of a dangerous incident to have, mm-hmm. especially when you have Alonso at 2012-esque, having, although he was the car going over the top this time. Yeah. Which is quite scary, right? It was, and it was interesting to hear. Like all the commentators were just saying, he must have had brake failure. Like, that, mm. is that brake failure? Because nobody could quite believe that he'd overshot the braking point by that much. Yeah. So, yeah, it was completely like a bit. But I don't know if you guys like watched the build-up and stuff. And obviously, like we weren't there, so we we can't really say. But to me, he just had this really weird demeanor about him. Like Hulk. when they were. Um, when they were interviewing, it was Lee McKenzie. I was watching the Channel Four version um, of uh, the race version coverage, version. whatever we want to call it. Words. <laughs> this take morning. On it. I'll take any words this <laughs> morning, to well. be honest. Um, so Lee McKenzie was like interviewing them in the drivers' parade, and he just had this like weird demeanor. He, he wasn't was, ready. He he wasn't he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't ready. ready. No. <laughs> I'm not he ready. Wanted, yeah. He's still on holiday. Yeah. Um, in Monaco somewhere, but uh, yeah. It was quite a lot of them were a bit race rusty. 
I guess at the start. There's yeah, quite a there was few Bottas clumsy. Stealing into the back Bottas of hit someone. Ricardo hit someone. Um, yeah, Hulkenberg obviously sent someone to Narnia to quote your <laughs> old quote. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a very weird lap <clears throat> one. You know, we've mm. we've seen some a lot of clean lap ones this season, and you don't tend to see big crashes in lap one in general. That uh, you know anymore, and to see. Do we not? Not not as as not as much as, as we used to. No, and I guess not as heavy as that. Like it, it's been a while since we've seen a car fly through the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, yeah, just strange. Someone strange posted room, in our Facebook group before the race. They were like, the last time Perez started fourth, this happened and showed like the Spa yeah. twenty twelve thing, and then and it was like, oh, <laughs> it's Perez's fault. So yes, doing? Perez starting fourth. He's the omen. Yeah. But in terms of, yeah, just seeing like Bottas go into the back of Srotkin, that was weird. Uh, then obviously Dan, Danny Rick obviously got hit from behind, had basically no rear wing, but he just accelerated into the back of Raikkonen. <laughs> yeah. that, that wasn't anything to do with his rear wing. That's him pressing the accelerator. Yeah. And it was just a weird, weird lap one, wasn't it really? And really weird. It kind of threw everything in the end, kind of gave us less action because we had like four people out already or three people out, including Charles. Um, let, let's touch briefly on the Charles kind of of course halo. we're going to talk on Charles. i mean obviously yeah no, more about the halo um <laughs> and Charles. oh my god when's that guy gonna get some luck honestly um but the halo itself there's people out there saying oh you know the, the halo didn't help him sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> what i mean yeah. it, it uh, the fact that people are even saying well actually it was one millimeter and if it'd be one millimeter left then maybe it would have helped him but actually there's there was something that i don't know why i'm talking like this is twitter but you know like they're saying that those safety measures were already in place and the halo wouldn't have done anything extra. But to see an instant like that and have the halo there anyway. I mean, you literally saw Alonso's wheel bounce yeah. off and break on that. You saw the it was the on, best angle was yeah. the reverse angle where you're kind of viewing it from Hartley and you saw Alonso fly over the top and his uh, left front tire hits the halo and yeah, like compresses and it breaks the suspension. So clearly that was going straight for. Charles. I think the Head, the, yeah. po- the point is is that it, it, it shouldn't be a difference <clears throat> of whether in that particular instance it helped or not. It's the fact that these kinds of accidents still happen, and one meter t- millimeter to the left or to the right, it doesn't make a difference. Mm. It's the, that's the difference between someone living and dying. So if there's something there that is going to protect, whether it was a millimeter out, that's the end of the conversation. And I don't, I honestly don't know how people can still be saying that the halo doesn't provide any protection um just purely based on what you said and i think yeah. they were showing like when they showed close-ups of the sauber afterwards like you could see that um again it, well, it was kind of difficult to see because you couldn't tell if it was just the tire rub off or whether the halo had actually cracked because it had taken the impact yeah. um but i mean that's something else that the fia is going to be looking at to see you know what kind of difference did that halo make and until we see the report on that we can't really know but yeah i think it's just the fact that you know, after we've had um, the incidents with Indy- IndyCar, you know, those kinds of crashes and, and any kind of safety, um, introductions of safety is gonna is a good thing. And I don't think we should be berating it. Like, no. it's, it's, it's the fact that it's, you know, the difference between someone still being able to race and, and not. Yeah, I mean, we've had, what, 12, 13, 13 races now? And, you know, yeah. if people haven't gotten over the transitional phase yet. You know, the first few races, I was like, oh, my God, this looks rubbish. But F1 are working around the camera angles and things. Mm. And for me, I'm over it, you know. I was yeah. over it a long time ago. And for people still hating, it's yeah. just a bit weird. It's Especially just... when you get a really good race, you just forget. Yeah, like, you completely forget like, about really? it. Yeah. Someone actually said, I think I put on Twitter, like, um, 
I'd like any Halo haters to go and have a conversation with Charlotte Clerk right now about whether the Halo is necessary or not. And actually, a lot of people said, is there even a debate about it anymore? Because yeah. I don't notice it. And also, if it's a good thing, then cool. But there are people supposedly out there that still mm. haven't bought into it. Well, screw them. Anyway, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get on to some three-word issues from fans. <laughs> Okay, um, so the first one, I'm sure a lot of people watching will know what a lot of people <laughs> came in with. Tommy? I might have to say, okay, that's Radion, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bit more sass. Come on, give it just just once. Just give it to me. Give it, okay. Uh, just, this, this podcast is coming on now. Come on, Not now. I'm going to point to we'll it. <laughs> come on. Not I, I, want, I want sass. That's right, actually. Okay, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was amazing to see <laughs> such a uh, response from you guys. Obviously, everyone now is going, okay, it's a bit old now, but that's fine. Whatever. I know memes die. But it was a funny us, weekend. It was, it was amazing a funny weekend. to see. You had yeah. Formula One making a video to clarify, uh, you know, Will Buxton saying your phrase. Uh, yeah. How did that make you feel? Warm inside. Yep. Uh, and, and loads of people just spamming loads of Formula One drivers, <laughs> Formula One teams. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a can, lot. Can we just say we didn't ask people to do no. that? We didn't ask anyone to comment Maybe anywhere. People, did yeah, you? it just happened. And yeah. it was really funny, to be fair. So yeah. So uh, just thanks to everyone that got involved. Uh, sorry for people that didn't enjoy it and just saw it everywhere on their timelines. But that's <laughs> what memes happen, you know? Uh, even, as... even posts that didn't even have Radion or O'Rouge in, yeah. it was just... That's Radion, actually. <laughs> although although yeah. I did get triggered when people were saying, that's Radion, actually, at a picture of A Rouge. Please never do that again. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Yeah, but that was nice. Anyway, moving on to some other ones. At Ibo.Vercamen, it's 2012 remastered. At Joel underscore Ackers underscore Spa 2012 repeat. At T underscore Mark 77, pretty much 2012. So quite a few people came in saying it was pretty much 2012, that start crash. Mm. Um, what was interesting about that was uh, the Times newspaper actually using a picture from 2012 uh, with, with, with the wrong caption. Uh, yeah, that was bad. I mean, just... to be fair, it's probably someone that hasn't watched F1 that's just <laughs> typed Alonso crash, Spa yeah. crash, seen a car flying in the air and gone, yep, that's it. And it was a McLaren as well. <laughs> So it probably came up in the search. Wasn't it a McLaren over a Sauber too? It was a McLaren, yeah, over a Sauber. And um, what's worse though is at the bottom of that article was the actual picture of Alonso. You laughing? Yeah. And uh, it said something like, uh, uh, Alonso flies over Leclerc's orange Sauber or something. Did you see that? That was so weird. So they they got it right and then still got it wrong. So they mentioned the 2018 one, but then just had the picture. Uh, For that, for me, for those kind of things, like when they do that, I don't know if they're in it for the memes. Like if the Times newspaper just sat there like, you know, it'd be quite funny if we put a 2012 picture. A lot of people will talk more about our article (laughs) if we get it wrong. Well, Uh, the BBC also said that Vettel Vettel was involved involved in the crash. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. The headline was like, Sebastian Vettel involved in lap one pileup or something. And it's like, I'm pretty sure he was three seconds ahead by that point. And that's why you should go to WTF1.com for (laughs) (laughs) Please, please, please don't go and find every mistake we've ever made. Yeah, (laughs) please don't, please. (laughs) Someone's scrolling through already. Of course there are none. We don't make mistakes. No, no, definitely not. Um, Shifty island. What was interesting, actually, we spoke about the Hulkenberg incident and whatnot, was Alonso coming out and, and commenting on Hulkenberg's mistake, mm. saying, yet again, a very big time missed breaking point. Last time Roman had a race ban, this time we'll see. It's hard to understand how you can miss a breaking point that much. You arrive at a speed where it's impossible to negotiate the corner, which is true. He kind of broke, braked at um, 
sort of qualifying sort of levels, which was a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that you know, obviously he was kind of alluding to the fact that he deserved the race ban. Of course, he only got a ten. Well, I say only a ten place grid penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, when that happens, so for Renault probably like right, we'll just we'll just kick him out. We'll, you know, we'll change all of his ERS. You know, all those different power unit stuff. He'll start at the back, and will it really be that much of a penalty if they're getting new parts? Not really. But the, I mean, I, I don't want every podcast that we have to be a discussion about what the FIA should introduce in terms of like penalties. But I guess that is something that they need to look at and decide. Like, is there is there something else? Like, maybe they can't bring an upgrade yeah. to the next race. Maybe that would be something that's kind of more or punishing. replace their, their 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 power unit stuff yeah. so that they get a fresh batch. You yeah, know, so. or yeah, maybe like once you once you take a penalty like that, then you can't then take another penalty for introducing um, new parts or new upgrades. But I don't know, like, I think until they sort that out, we're always going to have instances of, well, it's not really a punishment or, you know, I think ultimately that they're always going to want to be as cl- as high up the grid as possible for, a race, especially when we're at this point, you know, we're over the halfway stage mm. um, and there's a ton of points to, on the table to be had, but um, yeah, you know, whatever. And I think going back to the, you know, Roman Grosjean, I think that wasn't that the year where he was just literally yeah, he was smashing just into instance, yeah. everybody. <clears throat> yeah, first lap nutcase is what we called him that year. Yeah. Because he, yeah, had many incidents like that. But I really w- was against that race banner because the, even the FIA themselves said it was because it had championship implications, which you shouldn't, that shouldn't come into it when you're smashing into someone. And that's why they banned him because he caused a dangerous incident but i mean if he'd locked like hulkenberg could have quite easily just locked up hit the back of alonso and nothing so why does it why does it is it more of a penalty just because alonso then hit leclerc and flew over his head like it's it's not right (laughs) yeah it's um, we're always going to have debates over you know what constitutes as a as a temp place grid penalty what contemplate mm. like what what's going <clears> to <throat> make up a race ban worthy incident and ev- that's the problem every incident's going to be different yeah but the thing that i have the most problem with is is if if you upset the championship leaders it's you more get of more a, yeah, of a punishment that was which is and and what you know if should we have you know a 2012 scenario where we had n- numerous drivers able to win that championship i think at that point as well it was still pretty close in, in, from a from a for a few drivers yeah. that um you know where do you draw the line who's then not yeah. involved in the championship because surely everybody has the the chance to win the championship up to a point sorry Sorokin not you but um <laughs> but he was every, in it until it, yeah until <laughs> when it was yeah Belgian Grand Prix um so yeah like when where do you draw the line as you're not in contention for the championship therefore you don't get as much of a penalty. Yeah. It's weird. I think they just need, I, as with 2021 new rule changes, I'd like the FIA to come through with some new penalty system. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be a difficult one because there'll, there'll be people arguing that it should be on a case-by-case basis and who was affected and how big the crash was, et cetera, et cetera. But then at the same time, you then have the, well, well that wasn't fair. Why did Vettel get this? Mm. And why can I get this? And Well, also, yeah. Bottas got a five-second penalty after the race. <laughs> but like way after the race yeah like i think it was an hour after the race and yeah. you just saw him run to the stewards office mm. and then get a slap on the wrist for going into ricardo oh no sorry for the in, going into so williams yeah. yeah but um it's just a bit like well it didn't make a good difference so okay so i won't do it again bye like, <laughs> yeah. literally five run, seconds, know, run up you got five seconds okay see you later yeah like that was literally it but yeah oh well what are you gonna do new rules please fia new rules new rules um 
so obviously at the start of this podcast we've kind of touched on a few things um because you know we haven't been done it for like a month and we like talking about loads of different things so um but let's touch on the force india's weekend obviously we talked about the whole four wide moment but more importantly was that well for me because i'm a knock-on fan and i think we all are actually is is that he doesn't have a race seat currently at mr Brownleg. why does ocon not have a race seat for next year yet so on the grid though before the race they um they spoke to toto wolf and toto wolf said he does have an f1 seat for next year we just don't know where yet as in like he he said he has an f1 seat mm. what's not been announced is where that f1 seat's going to be mm. now i really hope it's not going to be in kind of a lesser it's gonna be like a williams or something a lesser team because i think that's such a shame um for such a promising young driver um if it was a straight up swap for stroll that would be disappointing i think it would be yeah. mclaren but there's not really anywhere he can go that is, that is good re- realistically yeah. i mean yeah. i was thinking about this the other day that for all the criticism that the red bull driver program gets at least you know gasly has proved himself in a Rosso. there's a red bull seat available and they give it to him mm-hmm. whereas you know when um mercedes uh like when hamilton decides to retire are they going to give it to ocon probably not like, do you not think well well look at verline like verline was meant to get the mercedes seat and they didn't give it to him and yeah they don't promote drivers like ferrari don't it's promote not their, they don't, ferrari don't promote their drivers either like yeah. it doesn't look like charles gonna get the seat next year either so yeah but yeah. isn't that more of a case of kimmy staying rather than charles yeah, not yeah. getting the seat and wasn't there also talk about him going to Haas instead? And we'll see. wasn't it so again, like this 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 whole mid season driver shuffle has literally thrown everything up open, in the yeah. air. But you know, I was he- hearing rumours that Perez is signed with Haas for next year. It's but all then over I've, the place. But then yeah. I've heard he's also like pretty much confirmed to be staying oh. at Force India. Like honestly, there's so much stuff. Like yeah. anybody could end up anywhere. I have never seen a season where because if you think that um Rosberg, when Rosberg retired, everyone was like, oh, it's going to shuffle the pack so much. And realistically, <laughs> it didn't really do that. Bottas jumped up, Massa came back. That was it. This, Danny Rick has Blown just started everything. something insane. Like every team apart from Ferrari and Mercedes could end up with a new driver lineup, which would be mad. Which is awesome as well. Which is it cool. It yeah, brings new life like, into the season and yeah. gives us a lot more to talk exciting. about in terms of driver comparisons and seeing, you know, how does Hulkenberg match up to Ricardo? And yeah. you know, I can't wait for next season. I think it's going to be awesome. Obviously, I really hope Ocon does get a drive. Um, as you say, there isn't, there isn't a better drive available. McLaren, does he want to be in McLaren? Like they're, they're literally last on pace at the moment. Yeah, I which think is he'll painful. Go there, which is the um, thing. Like, I mean, if you look like at people like Sofia Van Dorn, watching him in F two, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Like miles and miles ahead of everybody else in F two. Um, such a such an inspiring young talent, and then look where he is now. And again, like it's hard to say whether that's just because he's in a McLaren or whether it's he just hasn't adapted to F one yeah. in the way that everyone was hoping he would. Because you know, when we speak to the young, the, I don't want to say young F two drivers, like some of them are, some of them are very young, some of them are not yeah. so young. But um, it, the the step up to F one is huge. You know, in terms of how much... I mean, someone actually... It was McLaren did an interview with uh, Lando about how how was it because he literally had to sprint from finishing oh, yeah. FP1 to then go, in, F2, to yeah. go into yeah. F2. And they were like, what was the difference like? And he was like, obviously, you've just got used to a huge amount of downforce, huge amount of speed. Mm. And then you get into an F2 car that doesn't have 
as much yeah and it's like how do you adapt to that but you know some drivers come through and they show that they were always meant to be an f1 car and others come through and they don't and it's kind of you know do do you want to end up in like a car that's not performing as well like a mclaren or a williams or 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 something like that or do you want to kind of sit and bide your time and wait for something like red the red bull driver system is in disarray right because no <laughs> one <laughs> no one has any super license points um and it's all kind of all over the place and you know people are talking about getting jean-eric van back and all that kind of thing it's kind of you know where are they going to start looking now are they going to try and poach other people's drivers or yeah. like how yeah. how do they feel i mean we put a video out about it but how do toro rosso fill their seats mm. it's it's insane yeah. um and again, like it was kind of touched on, I think Hamilton came out and touched on the fact that it, it shows that the F1 system is broken and that it, if it's going to kind of promote people that have the money rather than people that have the skill, you know, how are young talent going to even stand a chance unless they've got like daddy's money? Exactly. Um, it's an interesting time anyway. Um, it is, yeah. yeah. It's and still o- not shaped up yet. And Ocon kind of broke the story that he's not got a drive and Perez has accidentally in French. Which was yes. hilarious because him and Vettel just had a conversation on TV just in casual. French and thought no one was going to be able yeah, to understand No one what knows they said. the French language. So let me uh, tell everyone that didn't see this. So Vettel said next year, still nothing. Ocon says no. He says, will you be here at Force India? No. And then Ocon says, no, no, the seat is taken. Vettel, oh yeah, who? Ocon, have a guess, the one who bought it. And Vettel, <laughs> yes, but the other one? Ocon, well, the other one, Sergio Perez, brings money. So interesting that Ocon himself has said mm. no I don't know where I'm going um and Vettel obviously alluding still nothing in terms of like Ocon didn't go no I still but I'm probably going to get mm. a seat he just went no so I think it's it's vital for Ocon in this driver market to get a seat next season because otherwise he'll just turn could turn out like a Verline but mm-hmm. at the same that time would be such a shame yeah but then again like a lot of people hyped up Verline but if you actually were to compare him and Marcus Ericsson, there wasn't actually much between them. He just had the highlight performances. Uh, but then Ericsson's been hovering around the points for the last few races and he doesn't get any kind of um, credit for that. Um, and just quickly touching on Stoffel van Dorn, obviously he's, you know, he's, he's got a lot of stick mm. and he's literally gone into a team with someone that's rated as the best driver in Formula One by a lot of people. And to try and match up to a man that's been in Formula One for so many years is is a is a tough ask. Obviously, he hasn't beaten him once, yeah. but put him in a car against Signs, I guarantee he would beat him four, five, six times in qualifying and have a, a much better record. Yeah. But he's literally up against Alonso, who again, as I say, is is rated one of the best. So is it a fair comparison? Him being one tenth off Alonso in qualifying, and also we had uh, Dan R edited that brilliant brilliant article that was. Uh, comparisons that show comparisons are rubbish and it's so true that if you say oh well Hamilton beat Alonso but then this guy beat this guy Mm. and then it's like who's better than who you you can't judge it just based on year to year there's so many factors in F1 and that's kind of the interesting thing about Formula One is that you never really know who the best driver is and And that can be quite it's so down to them making the right decisions earlier on in their careers Mm. you know I don't think anyone who's like no one would turn their nose up at the at being a McLaren young driver or a Mercedes young driver or whatever but that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're 
going to get into the best seat. I think, mm. you know, there's there's been massive cases of fortune where it's played out perfectly, such as like a Lewis Hamilton scenario. Like that couldn't have played out better yeah, for exactly, him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you have people like Stoffel, who if, if you'd have told him 10 years ago he was going to be driving for McLaren, he'd probably think he would be a title contender, not... Yeah. not yeah. At, at the, the back of the grid literally last so yeah. you know and that's kind of what we touched on about like the whole alonso debacle about um you know people came out i forget who came out and said that he was an underrated driver was it villeneuve no oh, it wasn't van dorn no 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 alonso van... so they said alonso was an was a overrated driver oh, sorry. overrated i was gonna say underrated <laughs> yeah, no overrated like, yeah. driver uh, i, I don't cannot know remember i remember seeing it though it was somebody like Villeneuve yeah, coming was... out with Oh, like, yeah, good old Jacques, yeah. Um, but it, it was kind of like, you know, he's... He, and again, we've spoken about it before, but it's... He made bad choices. So yeah, he did. So that's why he's and in the he situation he is in. cut off connections and, you know, it was down to his demeanour as well. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God he's a talented driver because who knows where he could have ended up. Yeah. But, you know, some other drivers don't have that, that fortune and, and they have to, which is why I'm really excited to see what Ricardo can do at Renault mm. because if this is his Lewis Hamilton to Mercedes moment, it could be massively exciting for the F1 grid in general. Yeah. Just Renault need to like, Renault needs some brawn magic because, yeah, yeah. you know, that, I guess that's what Mercedes had at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're probably going to have to wait till 2021 for that to really mm. come into effect. And I think it'll also be interesting to see how then signs would match up essentially to Verstappen because we know that Ricardo is a little bit off in qualifying compared to Verstappen. And it's just it's just going to be great to... I know comparisons sometimes are difficult when they're in the same car, but like it is a, de- a decent sort of... Mm. Um, to get the levels of where Verstappen is in comparison to signs and, you know, because they were very much rated quite similarly and mm. yeah, who was going to exactly. get the Red Bull drive, etc. Um, but just quickly to touch finally on Van Dorn again. Obviously, I say that he's got a lot of stick, but he has to in his stage of the career, of his career at least have some standout performances where he outqualifies Alonso gets into Q3 Alonso's out in Q1 or whatever but it just hasn't happened mm-hmm. so for me yeah. I don't think he deserves a seat no, next I season I and I think another uh, hot shot deserves that seat Lando Norris um, <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, good <laughs> it's going to be interesting actually because in like again like not to keep dwelling on like who's going to be coming up through the ranks but I think there was a point where we thought that there's going to potentially be a seat for George Russell, Jack mm. Aitken, Lando Norris, like all these all these amazing F2 drivers. Um, and now it looks like they might be waiting a little while. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't, again, like Toro Rosso is kind of this like, hey, open door here. Yeah. But again, like Lando's tied with McLaren. Yeah, exactly. Jack's tied with ties. Renault. George is tied with Mercedes. So, me, well, yeah, I d- actually don't know Although what. There was the... talk about Lando going to Toro Rosso and there being a deal struck, yeah. wasn't there? I don't yeah. know if that's happening or not, hopefully. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it is interesting because they're almost getting to their stage of the career, these F2 drivers, that is at the wrong time. And then they're going to have more F2 drivers coming through and there's going to be a bigger bunch of yeah, the young Red, talent. The Red Bull from. Junior team is the perfect example of, and people have said it all the time, that. The Red Bull Junior team is down to being there at the right time, because yeah. that just think they were they were getting rid of people like Jean Eric Verne and mm. Boemi who were Such really good drivers. Yeah. Da Costa didn't even get a chance in F one, and he was rated by everyone as being like the next big thing. And now they don't have anyone. It's all timing, yeah. That they've had to They're essentially gonna... like Hartley is going to keep his seat, likely. 
and he was like fired from the Red Bull Junior team and hasn't let's be honest hasn't been particularly amazing no he's been unlucky of course he's been a bit slower than Gasly I mean he hasn't been awful compared to Gasly who's rated as quite a decent driver but But even Helmut Marco like he's not hidden the fact that he wants to get rid of him Mm. and now he doesn't really have an option (laughs) Yes. Okay. Stay. Sure. Stay, I'm sure yeah. Brendan won't mind that too much. No. All right. Let's move on from uh, young driver talk to uh, the pace of Ferrari uh, in the race. Uh, at Amir underscore Hafaji, is Hamilton scared of Ferrari and can Mercedes catch up Ferrari? Interesting. Yeah, it was an yeah. interesting little. Uh, it was interesting to see the buoyancy of the two drivers after the race. That went down like an absolute. Yeah, terribly. What, well, it? one I was mean, buoyant and one was at the bottom of the ocean type yeah. thing. Um. Yeah, like Vettel seemed very springy. I mean, I guess you would be off on the back of a victory, especially mm. when you've come from P2 and, and very decisively overtaken on the first lap yeah. and made it stick even when he got attacked at the safety car restart. Um, he did come out saying that, you know, the safety car restart did make him nervous, but then just, I mean, After that, I, mean Hamilton I think had nothing for Ham- him, did Hamilton he? made a mistake yeah. at the restart. Yeah. um so again there's that whole what if like if he hadn't have made that restart could he have got the slipstream but i don't think he'd have been able to keep vettel off at all the pace of that ferrari he would have got mugged uh, down the camel street yeah exactly which is again like i guess goes back to your earlier point of like would it maybe not having drs would have made that kind of less of an easy maneuver and wouldn't have made like we might have had a proper battle on our hands with you know lewis defending and vettel overtake or whatever it might have been and Mm. So, um, so, but yeah, re- it was... yeah, I'd like to go really quickly into it. The the Perez Bottas one was a perfect example of that, where Bottas just breezed past him, and it wasn't that easy. But if you think if that had lasted even three or four laps, we'd have had something. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that he could breeze past on the straight was a bit mm-hmm. especially when the Force India was set up to be so yeah, quick exactly. on the straight. You know, they they had interviews before the race saying we're quick on the straight. You know, people are going to have a hard time like overtaking us, and it was just see ya, see ya. Yeah, which but is a shame. But it's amazing that Ferrari are now you almost never felt like it was ever going to happen that anyone would have a better engine than Mercedes. It just mm. seemed like all the these new rules and regulations perfectly suited. They've won all the titles since it has been introduced. And now, I mean, Vettel, like Hamilton just didn't have an answer for him. Like he just No. Did you see um, Hamilton looking at Vettel's car in Park Ferme yeah. as well? Like having a good old look, like what's going on what's here? And then he alluded yeah. to tricks. Yeah, which is great, great. <laughs> Great link in there, Jess. Oh. At MimCR author, will Hamilton ever Hamilton ever lose without a subtle reference to tricks or potential cheating? I don't think he actually does that that often. He's not that bad. I mean, he is down in the dumps usually when he gets beaten, but he doesn't usually allude to tricks or, you know, it's usually them that have the party mode, etc. So, mm-hmm. And he uh, did come out saying, like, we also have our party tricks, but yeah. I'm just saying what he was saying is that, saying that they've got something extra Ferrari because they brought all their upgrades to this this Grand Prix, yeah. and it was like, mm, sorry, Ferrari's got one better. The second time, in, in terms of like well known that because after uh, the crashes, he said something about oh, it's interesting tactics from Ferrari, and that got, kind of got blown yeah, up portion. So it was the same with this. while while I think um, that is just a reference. I think because of what he said earlier, people are going to jump really on sneezed. it. Sorry. Like, Don't sneeze. Sorry, carry on. Uh, people are going to jump on it because of the fact that he said that earlier in the season that they're immediately going, oh, you can't take it yeah. when you lose. And I think it was completely taken out of context um, because you know he was saying they have tricks, but that doesn't mean they're cheating. It just means they've done something different to us, mm-hmm. it, from, from my um, personal opinion anyway. I mean, Hamilton said after the race, this was his quote, they, Ferrari, have got a few tricks, trick things going on in the car, so we have got to keep pushing. 
obviously it kind of maybe alludes to the fact that there's something going on there but like that's just it's all up to personal opinion and that's f1 like the the teams of course are going to push the limits of the regulations as far as they possibly can and mercedes have been not guilty because if you don't break regulations then you don't break regulations but you know it's well within their rights to play with the rules and wait until the fia decide to ban them Mm. like i mean we had everything like double diffusers and all that kind of thing like way back when and it was it's just you know they you push the boat out until you get your hand slapped and told you can't do that so i mean hamilton had a car for three years where he could completely (laughs) lock up in qualifying and still finish second so yeah 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 although i do get people's points where obviously vettel's usually say you know mercedes were better today and then, and then Hamilton will just allude to the fact that Ferrari is quicker rather than Vettel drove a great race. You know, I, That's I, true, I, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't yeah. fault him. It's always down to the car and not Hamilton maybe made that mistake at the safety car restart. You know, that was something he could have mentioned saying, I wasn't close enough after the safety car restart. You know, it, it, it's just mm-hmm. kind of given off that more humble approach of, you know, it maybe I'm not perfect. Uh, and that's maybe where the. But I think the, the, the difference might back. be that Hamilton isn't used to losing anymore. He and I'm not be. saying get like. Well, well, he's, <laughs> ha- he's having to get he's used having to, to it. Yeah. But, and he's not. But <laughs> Vettel, Vettel hasn't been competitive for a long time. Yeah. Um. You know, the past two seasons, like, so this season and last season, has kind of been the first showing of that since, mm. you know, his, his Red Bull days. So. He's probably used to saying, "Oh yeah, the car just wasn't there," or you know, yeah. you know, he drove a better race than me, or whatever. So, I mean, they're all all drivers are going to be egotistical, right? Yeah. You have to have that yeah. level about you to be a good racing driver, arguably. Apart so, from the start of the year, when I guess the thing is that Hamilton at the start of the year was all like, oh, "I'm really glad Ferrari have catched up. It's really great for the yeah. sport." And then <laughs> now it's like tricks. they've got tricks. <laughs> very true. very I mean, true. yeah. I mean, Pete, they're he's, all the he's, same, always, they're all the he's same. always gonna say the wrong thing or rub someone up the wrong way. So you know, as long as he's like not being a huge whinge bag like he was in Canada, yeah, whatever. Like let him let him get over it. I mean, he, all of his posts afterwards have been like very much like it was a tough day today, mm. but thanks for all the support and yeah. kind of thing. So I think he really draw he tries to draw on the fans like when he's down, but he's yeah. always. I think you know. If he wasn't down after a race yeah. that he lost, he wouldn't. People, are, he doesn't care. He wouldn't be a world champion. I don't think. Like, like yeah. you, you all mu- the best you drivers to... are terrible losers. To be yeah, fair. Like, like, look at Alonso. It was. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the famous quote from where it's like, "To be second is the first That's to lose." Senna, yeah, yeah, Senna. I was going to say Senna, but then I was like, "Don't get that wrong." If it it's might not be Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> 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 to be to be second is the first to lose, and that is the mentality of yeah. a racing driver. So, to ask. Hamilton to be happy when he lose it, yeah, loses. Yeah, especially when he gets straight out of the car and there's a mic shoved in his face. I again. hate the Park yeah. Ferme interviews. Please take it back to yeah. the grandstand. Interviewing Vettel after the race, you could tell he was kind of like, what happened in the race again? Oh yeah, no, that was it, yeah. And it's just, just let them just You're chill for a bit. Yeah. Any time to process. Yeah, eavesdrop in the podium ceremony, which I like, you know, sorry, the podium the sort cool of, down pre- room. The, yeah, cool the cool down, down room. room. I love that. I'm just literally sat there like, please don't talk, Crofty, stop talking, please, thanks. Yeah. Okay, there we go. And because now they've they've given all their interviews and stuff away on Park Verme, they now don't really talk in the cool yeah. down room because no. the only chance they get to go, like, yeah. right, that's and over. You, and you'd have a lot more of those Vettel Ocon type situations in the cool down room where something spicy gets said, gets said. in French. Parlez vous français? We. Okay, let's uh, let's let's move on to driver of the day now. Um, Charles, <laughs> um, I'd, uh, I'd, Jess, you go first because I need to think. Okay, I I'm not going to go for a driver of the day. 
Okay, brilliant. I'm going mean, go, <laughs> to go. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Go. <laughs> I, was th- I was really thinking about it and I was like, I could I'm say. I'm going to the yas moment of the week. <laughs> my yas moment of the week. Um, no. Um, well, actually, it goes back to my yas moment. My, my team of the week is Force India. Uh, racing yeah, point Force India, actually. Sorry. Mm. Racing points Force India now. Hey. Yeah. But then. Yeah, come on. Um, I just when I was thinking about like which driver, I was like, it's probably one of the Force India guys. But then I couldn't pick between no. either guy, and I think having gone through the weekend they went through, um, well, the summer that they went through, and to come in and to put in the performance that they did, I think is just outstanding. And bravo! I hope there's way more points to come. Um, I hope both drivers are still in F1 next year. But that for me was was kind of like the standout, the standout performance of the weekend. Cool. Uh, so drive of the day, Jess. <laughs> Lou- no, I'm joking. <laughs> Lewis did a great job. Definitely not Lewis Hamilton. Um, no, I can't. Pick, I can't. Honestly, can't pick one. Force in, the Force India guys are my drivers of the day. Jess is ruining the show, right? <laughs> You're Sorry. ruining the show. <laughs> okay, team of the week from now on. Okay, drive of the day, Tommy. Uh, it was Vettel. It's a really boring thing, but But everyone voted Bottas. Why? Did they? No, what? I thought Vettel got driver of the day. Everyone, what, everyone was complaining that it Vettel should have been Bottas. Vettel got driver of the day, but Bottas, was, there was a lot of complaints. I guess yeah. it must have been quite close between what? Bottas and Vettel. I'm sorry? What race were people watching? Exactly. What, Bottas? The fact that Bottas yes. might have got it. Yeah, yeah it was he crashed into someone and then has a far superior car. Like, if he hadn't have finished fourth... It would have been terrible. It would have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was a great drive. Cool. Good job. Bottas, you did well. You drove through the field. You literally drove past people on the straight. Mm-hmm. That's not. We should probably, before all the Verstappen fans get really angry, we should probably just say, unless this, he was going to be your driver of the day, I'm guessing not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, but Max was on his own for the entire yeah. race. He's anonymous, really, which is unusual for him. Yeah. Because he's normally. I mean, great job getting back into role. third. Like, I think he really mm. did a really good job getting back into third. But then he was just kind of like, there was like 25 seconds in front and 25 seconds yeah, behind boring. for the whole, whole race. He has seemed to have just turned his season, season around and just become a. Point scoring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, for me, I'm going to go driver of the day is Sergio Perez. Okay, driver of the weekend, Sergio Perez. Because I mean, you change it, I'll change it. Uh, purely because he avoided that huge crash um, through Radion, um, <laughs> <laughs> where that could have you know been his his weekend over, but he yeah. he saved that on dry tires, which my goodness me. Uh, and then and then beat Ocon, unfortunately, you know, off the line and 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 finished in a great P5. So. P5? P4? P5? P5. 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 Almost oh, yeah. got oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he yeah, drove P5. really well. And the Force India guys in general were awesome. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'm going to give Perez drive of the day slash weekend. You're Sam better there. than me at picking. I can't pick between yeah, them. Choose. I was like, Perez it's good him, job so you're not the enough. boss of Force India next year. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've got Stroll yeah. and... Money. Uh, okay. All right. Money or <laughs> money. Or money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> predictions for Monza. <laughs> we didn't have time to do a mid-season podcast for our... Uh, Predictions last time. Oh, can yeah. we go? Do we have uh, our we're... predictions there from the? Did we get anybody get anything right? Uh, no. Matt, Matt I, said, I, I said that said Ricardo that... would sign for Red Bull again. Yeah, I said he'd resign. Um, so that bit was right. Not resign actually. No, even that bit's wrong. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was wrong. I can't remember what the other two were. Um, you said something about getting engaged. Someone was getting engaged. Will Buxton got engaged, but not a driver. Not Sorry. A driver. Um, wrong. Any you said? What did you say? I said that Kimmy would resign, and he didn't. And he hasn't yet. And I'm going to pick that one again. <laughs> okay, so predictions for Monza. Let's go. Let's go for three random predictions each that will happen during the race weekend of the Italian Grand Prix. So, Tommy, you, you while, while I'm on there, Kimmy will resign this time. Mm-hmm. I should have thought about it because it's the Italian Grand Prix, and Ferrari they will announce it this week. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, yeah, Why the home Grand Prix. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's one. Now guess <laughs> while I think of another okay, two. Okay, yeah, we'll do one, 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 one. Oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, every single car will go through the first chicane runoff area. <laughs> every single car. At some point over the weekend. I thought you went on lap one. I was like, no, 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 no. no. They've changed the track layout. No, no, no. At some point. Okay, well, good luck uh, counting that. You'll be like, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Someone can keep a track of that. That'd be great. Okay, so watch FB1, FB2, FB3 qualifying on the race. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jess, uh, you you look out for that. My first one will be that Kimi Raikkonen will win the Italian Grand Prix. Wow. Gets re-signed. Bit of extra oomph. Wins the race. Everyone's like, oh my God, Kimi's back. Uh, another one will be that despite everyone praising the halo and safety, everyone will moan about the parabolica having too much runoff area. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we still going? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Now I have to think of more things. <laughs> um... Just anything. Any crazy or non-crazy. Hamilton will get booed on the podium. That's not really crazy. That's a it's given. Obvious, That's it? an absolute given. Like Prediction. That's what he happened. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, so Back not sure. Um, I'm going to go with Roman Grosjean will finish P5. <laughs> Grosjean. Force India on the podium. There you go. Wow. And it's probably going to be Perez because it's usually Perez on the podium yeah, if anything crazy he, happens. They just That's won't true. run a rear wing. They'll just be so quick on the stage. Was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it Ricardo when Ricardo had his damage and he just had the little, like, it looked like a yeah, T-wing. Yeah. Just, that'll be their set. Fair play for them to for changing that though I, I mm. thought he'd be out of the race after seeing a rear wing usually a yeah. rear wing's off they're like nah sack it off no. but they carried on Jess we need one more from you and one more from me um, I don't mm. want to think of another one Hamilton will complain about tricks again <laughs> there you go one dominate. more for Jess anything off the top of your head that's usually the most interesting <laughs> I genuinely it's too early in the Hamil- morning and I can't Hamilton think Hamilton needs to melt down after no, well, that's he'll... like every single Hamilton week. Hamilton gets beat by Bottas, finishes P4. Okay, <gasps> how about he gets booed and then he does uh, about 10 Instagram stories about how it wasn't fair and how he's really happy about his fans and supporting him through everything. There you go. Cool. Thanks, Awesome. I've made one for well you. done. Thanks, Tommy. Nice. I've so... saved you there. That's why he's the founder. <laughs> the founder. <laughs> yes. And that's it. Well, we're done. Yeah. It's really warm in here still. We need to get aircon just like. Just to make it a little bit more snazzy. No, we're moving Great. soon. Yeah, transitional phase. Yeah, we just need we need more sponsors like Yas Marina yeah. Circuit to help Thanks, us Yaz. get out of the cupboard. So make sure to put in your Yas moment uh, in the comment. Sorry, me every no, time. no, it's Sorry. Yas. Yas Queen. <laughs> uh, moment in the, in the comments. <laughs> That's being sampled. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so make sure you, you put your favourite moment or your Yas moment in the comments section below as well as liking the video and you could be in with a chance of winning two tickets to the 2018 and Grand Prix. Yes. That'd be nice. And you can't, we can't enter, sorry. Uh-huh. No, we're not allowed. Sorry. Well, hopefully we'll be there anyway, so maybe we'll see you out there. Cool. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Good, Good to be thanks, back. Thanks for coming. Bye. Thanks for coming. I kind of said that to you guys. That was a bit weird. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming, and uh, thanks for listening for audio listeners. Oh, yeah, audio listeners, if you want to take part in this competition, you'll have to go over to YouTube, watch the video. You don't have to watch it, but like it, comment it, and that's the way you do it. The link, okay. will, be, the link will be in the audio description. The link will be in the audio description. Done. You Done. can give us a review if you want while, while you're there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah give, give us, us a review. review and give us another review on YouTube. Maybe you've never seen us in real life. Maybe you're just oh my god, imagine that they haven't seen us before, and then like oh, oh they're probably going to be in for a shock. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm actually a man. That-
Breaking news. Bomb that's shot. <laughs> the that, thumbnail. That's the title. We've got the thumbnail again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.